Hey, 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 welcome to the Vibe with Vic podcast. I'm your host, Vic, and uh, welcome to the Vibe. I mean, shit, y'all get a double duty of me this week. The fuck? Um, aren't you lucky? I th- I think y'all are lucky. Shit, I'm lucky to have you. Um, anyways, today I'm going to give you some random rants, and then I'm going to roll into why I'm having this episode in the first place, which is obviously fucking Robin from Potomac. But don't fret, buckle up, because a bitch is going rogue. Okay, let's get into the random dandum stuff. Um, And I must have to, you know, I must say, you guys, I am getting real comfortable in this space. Because y'all are learning how random I truly am. And I don't know if that's a good thing yet. But here we are. Um, So... (laughs) First and foremost, this is super duper random. Jack's Pizza. We all know it. We've tried it. Do we love it? Listen, and I think right now I'm over it. I know. I know. Some of you are like, how old are you? Right? Like that shit's for the young people. And it's like, you're probably thinking, why the fuck am I putting this delicious cardboard in my body? But I think, like, I think I need to break up with Jack, at least for a moment. I just, like, I don't get excited about Jack and it's all of its cardboardness right now. It just doesn't do anything for me, you know? So I felt the need that I needed to share that with you because Jack is cheap Jack has rising crust. And I feel like when I'm telling you about Jack, I'm telling you about the thin crust. I'm not talking about the rising crust because every now and then you got to lean into that rising crust. That bacon cheeseburger. Oh, fucking hey, that shit's so damn good. But (laughs) the thin crust ain't doing shit for me. And I don't know if they changed the recipe. Even when you dip that shit in ranch, it's still not hitting. So me and Jack, we're on a pause for now. Speaking of food, because I'm going to make all you guys hungry, okay? I think my relationship with ice cream has officially changed. Meaning, like, I think it's going to be like a one-on-one type thing. A buy it and eat it at home type thing. Um, I think I'm officially lactose when it comes to ice cream. Milk and I broke up a long time ago. But now it's ice cream. Sure, they have other options. So like, hopefully, I'll be able to lean into one of those that are not Halo. I need a flavor. I need flavor when I'm eating ice cream, okay? And Halo doesn't give me a hello, okay? And I'll just, I'm going to leave it as that. Lastly, I don't know if y'all love eggs, but we all know the price of eggs is astronomical. And it's because of the damn bird flu that happened a year ago. And now we're feeling it. One week, there's all white in the store and no brown. And then the next week, it's the opposite. I heard a few of us mention they're going to buy a chicken and go from there. And to you, I say, go forth. Can you imagine, though, like... (laughs) Think about it. You have those like gym heads. 
like out there like how the fuck are they dealing you know the ones that have like seven eight eggs at a time like because i'm beefing up i gotta get this protein in me look at me i have muscles i grunt loudly i can't stand them i hate those dudes like uh, take all your muscles somewhere else like it's nice to look at at times but like this whole it gets a little bit psychotic and when I feel like if I even get the vibe that you're one of those guys at the gym, I will be petty. I will be petty. I'll take their spot. Just petty. All in. So, um, I kind of left on the low note. Like, why are we talking about eggs? Fucking eggs. Anyways, let's talk about fucking Netflix. Are they fucking dumb? Like, I hope their stock falls. Let's just think about it. Everybody has brought up how Netflix was like birthed, right? You remember the CDs that nobody ever gets anymore? And if you do, that's amazing. Um, I don't even know if they fucking exist anymore, right? I mean, <laughs> I was the type of person you think you guys think about Netflix and those CDs. Like, what's a CD anymore? <laughs> or a DVD. It's a, it's not a CD, you dummy. It's a DVD. Um, and I think about Redbox and how I would get Redboxes and then I would never take them back. And then they would cost me $25. So I was like, uh, me and Redbox are definitely breaking up because if I'm too lazy to rule past the Walgreens and drop that bitch off, like uh, it's not for me. Okay. Um, but let's go back to Netflix. I'm angry because I have my parents through my account and my parents don't believe in doing anything online. Meaning like Netflix, you have to pay for it online. My parents don't believe in that. So they're through my account. So my mother will watch Netflix all damn day. And if I get blocked from my platform because of her, oh, we gonna have some problems. And so the fact that they're doing it because of an IP address, it's like, it's not even my mother's fault. But just think if you guys go on vacation with your kids and you pop on a hotel's IP address, I like Netflix will fucking block you. That's insane to me. Like I, people are boycotting. The talk of the tick is talking. Okay. A lot of people didn't even like it when they had to increase their prices, like I paid $21 and I believe 69 cents per month to have four or more devices on. That's my device, my parents' devices, my sister's not allowed on my device, but I'm basically letting you know, like, so what's, what's going to happen? You guys are going to lose people because it's the dumbest thing possible. People are calling it capitalism. Say what they want to say. That fucking stock is going to tank the moment that somebody gets a blocked thing on it and they put it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or they put it on the talk of the tick. They start talking about it. Ooh, Netflix is done. You know what that means? That means all the content that they've paid out. Listen, I, I just, I feel very deeply about it because it's one of the main things that I watch. So of course I'm going to prepare to never get blocked. But I wish I was part of those people that were like, you know what, fuck Netflix. 
I don't need you, but I do need them. Because what you guys don't know is whenever I'm recording, I have Grey's Anatomy playing in the background. I have it like I'm addicted. You know what I mean? And where does Grey's Anatomy play? (laughs) Netflix. So they have me wrapped. I'm following directions. Who the fuck am I? Annoying. Um, let's move forward. While we're just talking about Netflix, let's just pop on to shows. So who has Peacock? The cock of the pea? Um, I leaned into watching She Said last week. Two hours of my life taken from me. It's good, but it's like, what the fuck was that movie back in the day? Like, I love journalistic movies where they're, like, telling you the background scene. Like, they're replaying what actually happened or somehow, some way, how it has happened. That was how this was supposed to be like. And I feel like they're, at first it was like, okay, I get it. They put their life on the line for She Said. Now, you guys are probably like, what the fuck is She Said? Okay, I'm going to tell you. So She Said is a movie on Peacock, and it's about the up-and-coming, it was the beginning of the Me Too movement. So it's all, like, fixated around Harvey Weinstein, what he's done pretty much all of his career towards women. And um, it was, like, okay, we're going to go on a star. I always wanted to go one through ten, but, like, let's just do one through five stars. For me, I'm going to give it a three. And I say because it went entirely too long to the point that I'm like, two hours and some odd minutes, I feel like this could have been done in about 90 minutes, okay? Maybe a little bit more. Two hours is just a little bit too much for me, okay? It's too much for me. If you're not, if like, like... If it's action-packed, I can do two hours. If you have me enthralled, I can do two hours. This was not a two-hour thing for me. And I'll just leave it as that. Next, Poker Face on the cock of the pea, the pea of the cock. Um, I have not watched yet. It is on deck. I still have to watch a few people. It it will happen this month. Um, I know I'm missing out. And I'll just leave it as that. But I will, I re, I really want to tell you. Well, first I'm going to tell you this. If you have not watched Outer Banks yet, you have two fucking seasons to get through. Okay? This shit starts on the 23rd of February. What are you going to do with your life between now and the 23rd of February if you haven't seen Outer Banks? You're going to go to Netflix and you're going to watch it before you get blocked. That's what the fuck you're going to do. That's what you're going to do because that show is one of the best fucking teen dramas I have ever leaned into. Like, you guys, I'm telling you, my love for teen dramas is, it's there. It's right there. It's just got my heart just gets so warmed up. Teen dramas. Um. while we're at it like I'm just over here talking so much shit about Netflix yet I'm like pumping you guys up to push you to go watch shows on Netflix Jeannie and is it Jenny Jenny and Georgia Jeannie and Georgia somebody correct me 
people are going balls to the wall for this thing. And I asked my bestie, I said, do you think I would like it? She goes, ah, I don't know. I don't know if you like it. Um, listen, I don't know if I like it either. I haven't gotten to the point of like turning it on and just going for it. And I think I need one of you to be like, I think you need to watch Jenny, Jeannie, and Georgia. I don't know how the fuck you say her name. Just tell me to do it. I need, we need to make this relationship a little bit balanced. I can't come on this platform and be like, y'all need to watch this shit, right? Without somebody being like, okay, this is give and take. This is not a one-way street. Okay? It's not a one-way street. It's a two-way is it a roundabout? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I fucking hate roundabouts in real life. So I don't even know if I want to make an analogy towards it. Okay. Last but not least, let's flip over to Amazon Prime. Harlem. <laughs> if you guys have never seen the show Harlem, please go watch. It is all-star cast. Well, I feel like it's an all-star cast because I know most of the cast members and I've seen films with them, but it is so good. I don't even want to compare it to what people will probably compare it to, which is sex in the city, but in a black form, but it is just has such a good storyline. It is such a good show and it's an easy watch and it's humor and it's just catchy. Go watch it. You know, the other reason why y'all should go watch it is because it's Black History Month. Whatever the fuck I give you guys to watch, y'all need to go watch, especially if it's an, um, has anything to do with black folks. I said it. I don't give a fuck. Like, do me a hot favor. Do you feel like I'm shoving it down your throat? I'm not. I'm really not. Um, but I think you should. So, <laughs> and there's that. Um, okay. I think that is it for the show updates. I don't, the only thing I have for pop culture updates is literally, did anybody else see the headline? Some of you will not care, but Lisa Renna, I know, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, ex-housewife of Beverly Hills, is has pitched a family show idea to Bravo, um, like she wants to have a show about her family. Bitch, you were on the Housewives for like what eight years, and you had every chance to like talk about your family, and you fucking didn't. And so it's like nobody cares. Okay. Uh, also, did you guys hear that um, she got denied unemployment by the state of California? First of all, you live in a two million plus dollar home. It needs to be renovated, number one. Number two, you didn't stack that money that you got from Bravo. Like, it wasn't like Rena wasn't getting paid. She's getting paid. Like, for hold on a second. Let me just talk this through for a moment. Hi, my name is Lisa Rena. I lost my big check from Housewives, but I still have, you know, I don't know if she still does commercials for Depends, but I also feel like, doesn't she have her makeup line or her wine line or her fucking um, HLN, um, 
her clothing line? Like, where's the money? Did it all stop? Did it all dry up? If it did, I don't know. But you know what? I honestly just don't feel bad for her at all. Okay? Moving forward. Another thing that just came up, you know, we've all been following it. Um, Eric Jane, her estranged husband, finally got... Um, indicted on fraudulent charges, and so did some of the other people that were working at the law firm. I mean, do we even care anymore? Because I can honestly tell you right now that I've lost the that that loving feeling. No, I've lost that fire for her because I just don't. I don't care. I probably will care when the housewives come back on, but they haven't even started filming yet, but they are going to start filming pretty soon. So maybe I'll start to care then. But as for right now, I don't really care. On a true crime note, if you guys love that type of stuff and have been following, remember the case I I told you guys, the Murdoch murders? That happened in South Carolina. First, it was like the big boating accident that happened. Anyways, there's a podcast towards it. It's called The Murdoch Murders. It's amazing. Podcast host really does a great job. Anyways, Alec is on trial and it's on Court TV. I love watching trials on Court TV. It literally just sucks you in to it. Um, But you know how they say... You're innocent until you're proven guilty. Alec is fucking guilty, you guys. And it drives me wild when I hear or read that people actually think he didn't fucking kill his family for insurance money. I mean, the dude's fucking nuts. The whole family is nuts. And, like, if we want to talk about deep southern roots, that whole family, like... It goes back in years. The house, everybody in town was afraid of this family. And once you look at him, you're like, they were afraid of this guy? Yeah. It's crazy. The South is different, okay? The South is fucking different. Different culturally, different rules. But I'm telling you, there's a documentary on HBO Max or Showtime. I think it's HBO Max that's about the Murdoch murders. There's a Dateline NBC. There's a 2020 on it. Uh, I mean, there's a podcast on it. Like, if it, it's going on. Y'all, it's just, it's one of the most complex fucking cases I have ever followed in my 39 to now 41-year-old life. So I, I really am telling you, if you like that type of stuff, I think you need to lean in. And then we can talk about it. DM me. Let's do it. Whatever. All right. So I have sucked up your life for almost 20 minutes. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back. And I'm going to go over only two. We're going to talk about uh, good old mm, Potomac. I'm going to go the fuck in. And then I'm going to lean into Miami. So stay tuned. All right, so let me tell you guys something. I released the episode on Tuesday because I missed you guys so much. And I came in hot. Like, I was a rogue. I was rowdy. I was in it. It was passion. I felt passionate about what I was saying. So I went about my day. I had a heavy day on Tuesday, right? I was doing my thing. 
back to back to back. And I saw these things over on Instagram and the talk of the tick. And, you know, people were really talking about Robin from Potomac, right? Um, But I didn't have time to really like deep dive because, you know, priorities. But let me fucking tell you, when I logged off from my big girl job and I got to lean all the way in to the bullshit, I sat here on thy couch and I had an epiphany. And I am so glad. At first, nobody had the same epiphany epiphany than me. And then a couple of people had an epiphany. Okay, and I had actually wanted to post a video on my Instagram towards this epiphany. And I didn't because my best friend called me. And then sometimes when that happens, I decide that I'm not going to post a video. Whether or not 2023 gets me to do things on, you know, the talk of the tick or the Instagram and stuff, I'm not quite sure. I'm thinking about it. Not there yet. So anyways, let's talk about Robin, right? So let's speed you up a little bit. This uh, Robin, Robin's, what do I say about Robin? I don't feel like I need to give you guys a background because you heard Tuesday's episode. So if you, if you, I don't want to take your time on giving the background to Robin. So I will just say this, Robin of Potomac, best friends with Giselle and has two boys and a significant other that she is now motherfucking married to. And his name is Juan Dixon. Okay. So let's go back to this epiphany. Um, I feel like I can't even go to the epiphany yet. Because I feel like I can't even get deep dive and tell you how fucking angry I am at her without like kind of giving you whatever. She's married to Juan Dixon. This whole season, she's been coming after Karen. She's been going, she's been trying to help Candace and Chris, right? This whole season, you know, she, she came after Wendy. She's had a mouth on her. I've haven't, there hasn't been an episode or in the beginning of the season, I mentioned to every single one of you, I don't know where this energy has been with Robin because it hasn't been there in the past fucking seven seasons that she's been on the fucking show. Okay. And this is what makes me upset. So she comes on this season. She has all the energy. She's speaking up. She's speaking out and I'm neutral. Like, I'm like, "Uh, I don't really like how you're coming at Wendy. And, but I do appreciate you standing up for Chris. But it was all a plan. You know what we found out, everybody? Because at this point in time, on Tuesday, Robin went on her fucking bullshit podcast. And she mentioned that Juan had actually cheated on her. So y'all remember, Karen was sitting, they were all sitting in fucking Mexico. And Karen's like, Juan be cheating. And Robin's like, talking about blue eyes, right? Like, if you're going to come for Mia, I'm going to come back for you, right? Making us all trying to believe that, like, Karen's delusional. Karen is delusional, okay? But Karen wasn't lying. 
And you and she wasn't lying. And so Robin went on her bullshit podcast that she shares with Giselle, and they and she mentioned that Juan had actually fucking cheated on her. And my epiphany went back to this. Looking at the timeline, last season, I was all for fuck Juan. Can't believe him. How the fuck do you talk to your wife like that? She's laying up in bed. This pandemic's taken all over her. She was depressed, you guys. She was fucking depressed. She wasn't depressed because of the dem of the pan. She wasn't depressed over the vid of the co. She was depressed because she knew her fraudulent ass, no good, ain't shit, baby daddy, ex-husband, Juan fucking Dixon was cheating on her. And she was going through the motions because if there's anything that Robin is going to do in her life is fucking settle for a bullshit ass fucking dude who doesn't even like her. Now, fast forward. Remember when Ashley's like, remember when Karen planted the seed about the whole thing of Juan having an extramarital, like not even marital, they were married. When Juan was stepping out on Robin and and Karen knew that Ashley was going to take that bone and take it all the way back to Robin. And Robin called Juan in Mexico and Juan picked up that phone and he was like, basically, he was like, what you what, Robin? That's the energy. Like, let a man pick. let, Let me call somebody that I'm dating and I pick you pick up the phone with what? Oh, what? (laughs) a click done nothing but robin's over here explaining to him what ashley did knowing that juan had already cheated he's like bitch we've already been through this before that's literally what he's saying in his fucking mind like why are you calling me with this bullshit i don't want to talk about it i'm not going to deny it because we've already been through it because i you know i've cheated So get the fuck off my line. That's exactly what Juan was saying on the phone, okay? So she's depressed because she knew. So at this point in time, you guys realize that on Tuesday, they've already, they're done filming. They've already filmed the reunion, which means that Robin has fucking lied this whole season. This whole season she's lied. And this was the plot and plan was instead of talking about her actually having a real storyline that real, that women all over everywhere can actually have experience a spouse cheating on them, a significant other, like having a child with somebody who was cheating. Like she decided to hold it in and not say anything for the whole season, a season and a, like basically a season at two seasons. She's been living a lie. She's like, I don't want to be in the public eye. I don't want this in the public. And you know what? Here's my thing. If you don't want your life in the public eye, bitch, don't be on a fucking reality TV show. Okay. Don't do it. 
raise your hand and say, you know what? I'm bowing out. It ain't for me. Right? But she's probably getting gassed up by the person who's puppeteering her, which is Giselle. Now, here's the fucked up part, right? You have Giselle and Ashley who had this whole plot and plan to talk shit and basically put Chris up as the next house husband to talk about. Giselle, I'm not feeling comfortable with Chris being and Ashley like he he hit on me at his club or whatever. When the whole time we should have been dogging the shit out of Juan. Dogging the shit out of Juan. Like, it just makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. And then on top of that, Robin's over here barking up a storm saying like, we ain't gonna invite nobody to the wedding. We ain't doing this, that, and the other. It's gonna be private. Then why the fuck are you at a dress shop? Okay? You're like, I don't want something traditional. Every single dress that she took out and she tried on was traditional. Somebody fight me and say they weren't traditional. Those dresses were traditional. Okay? She looks like a clown right now. Robin is a fucking clown in my book. Okay? And on top of that, let's talk about Robin's mom not even... Robin's mom knows that Juan Juan ain't shit, okay? Like she, remember, Juan's parents passed away early and Robin's parents took him in. So they took him in, they fell in love, they've had like grandchildren and everything, but Robin's mother is just like Giselle's father. I mentioned that in the Tuesday podcast. She is not fond of him. She let him go the first time, like they found out that he cheated, Ben picked up Robin, picked her up and everything, only to watch your daughter go back to the same man, the same person. So before I get into that whole subject, let's back up a moment. Let's just talk about Robin's bank account, okay? I'm not one to count people's fucking coins, but... This check that Robin gets from Bravo, let's keep it a buck, a beam, and a Ben. When you first start off as a housewife, you are probably getting paid maybe between $150,000 to $200,000. The more you're on the show and the more you do for the show is the more money you get paid. Like Teresa is probably at a million five, 1.5 million making. You know, we have people making like 500,000. I think Erica Girardi is making like $600,000. Like this is not no fucking like chump change. This is some good fucking money. Remember, Robin just built a house. So when you started it, you were in a townhome. You were humbled, right, with Juan because you had lost all the money. You told us the story and everybody was like, oh my God, like she is so down to earth. And then she decided to sit down and glue some fucking jewels to a hat and start selling them bitches. And she started making money off of it on top of the fact of getting the Bravo check. Like she's using her platform so that she could get sales. Because do you think anybody would even think about buying those bullshit hats? No, not me. If you have purchased one, high five to you. If you love what she has as a person, high five. I'm really not trying to be over here shitting on her. I'm just really upset how somebody can lie for not one, not but two seasons. 
two seasons, you have literally signed a contract with Bravo and have not really have been living a fallacy, basically living a fucking fallacy. Okay? So, she has the Bravo check, she has the bedazzled hats, and she has her podcast. And the podcast is under Charlemagne's um, platform. So out of all those streams of money, Bravo's is the largest. So why the fuck would you play around with that money? Okay, that's the easiest fucking money you could get. I mean, easy, hypothetically, you do have to share your life. That shit can't be easy. But every other person, every other housewife on that show has shared their lives, has has gone through the ups, downs, and the motherfucking merry-go-rounds, and this bitch has been hiding her shit, okay? You show up, you share, you carry on, but she showed up, she lied, she denied, she yelled, she never told, she trolled, so bold, only to wait till filming every aspect of the show and the reunion to come clean. Bitch, bitch, this is the most scandalous, distasteful shit a housewife has ever done because she basically, not basically, she went against everything this platform is about. If you think that I'm leaning towards saying what some people feel like she shouldn't really do, if you go against the contract and you go against the very formula with this, with this whole show is about, you got to go. You got to fucking go. Okay. People begged for this Robin to be out first, second, third, fourth, fifth. You almost got kicked off last season. And then you must have woke up and were like, I got it. We're going to blame everything on Chris this year. We got it. And Giselle, I bet you anything Robin didn't even like. She didn't create this. It was probably Giselle who created it. And Ashley went along with it. I mean, you guys, I, I just... It's, it's frustrating. But let's talk about the whole marriage aspect. I've never been married. I've only had maybe one person say they wanted to marry me. And we broke up right after that conversation. And so, but what do we talk about here? Do we talk about the agreements that people have? It is 2023, right? We do have the people who are in the open relationships. We do have the people in the ethically non-monogamous relationships. What if she is okay with this? I don't think she's okay with it. I don't think Robin's okay with this. If you're okay with it, you wouldn't be in the fucking bed. Depressed. Depressed, depressed, depressed. You wouldn't be depressed about it if you were okay with it. If it was an agreement. He keeps playing with her in front of her face. And she's just like, shrug shoulders, I don't want to break up this family. And listen, to each its own. We have to like respect that part of what people want to do. If people want to stay in a marriage and have somebody play in their face, then do it. Wealthy ass people do it all the fucking time. Okay? Politicians do it all the time. How many mistresses do they have on the side, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that do it all the time y'all saw the family that prays with tyler perry like when you know homegirl was homeboy was cheating on his wife uh with 
the bestie's daughter and then the other wife um actually was comes out to the garden was like he's cheating on me and the mom looked at her and said girl you're in the best place possible you're in a marriage with no prenup you can start setting your demands so if you want to be in a relationship in a marriage with somebody who's going to play in your face like that people need to respect it right open open marriage what what if that is where society is going right now i mean there's i know there's a lot of married people who people who are married who have been married for a long time would you allow a third would you allow polygamy is that something that you want to lean into is that something that we have to look forward to not me absolutely not <laughs> play in my face i ain't catching the case you're just gone baby gone okay <laughs> <laughs> my feelings were shut off like a fucking light. And that is just like one of the things that you have to see both sides of the coin. But in this situation, I don't see that side of the coin because she fooled all of us. And she just kind of like shrugs shoulders. She tries to make excuses for Juan. And it's just like, when it comes to the time where you have kids, because that's another aspect of it, you have kids with somebody, you think you're going to be with them for the rest of your life, and then like cheating happens. Do you work through it? Can you get past it? Can you trust that person again? Can you get naked with that person again? I mean, those are the things that people all have to think about. And apparently, do I think that Robin and Juan are having sex? I don't think they are. And if he is, he's imagining somebody else because he cheats on her so much. I think that they're getting to the point of having an agreement. I think that Robin needs to really start thinking about how old her kids are and the things that are probably being said at their school. And those conversations that she needs to have that Juan is not having because Juan is unemotional, number one. He is checked the fuck out and he is just such a fucking dog. Ladies, if anybody is treating you like this in a marriage and you've been with them for a long time, I'm going to need you to do whatever you need to do to boost that self-esteem up and understand that you are worth more than that. And that's it. That's all I have for Potomac right there. But let me just kind of, what did I, I went off in a rant. I went rogue, y'all. I needed to get that off my chest. Okay. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to flip the switch. I'm, I'm going to fly down to Miami. I'm going to take a deep breath. Stay tuned. So I went on a tangent. <laughs> Who has the oxygen for me? Because my God, a bitch went nuts. I went rogue and it felt so good. I love that for me. Like I seriously love that for me <laughs> so much. But I wanted to make some corrections in real time with you guys. Okay. I had mentioned for the Potomac Housewives that everybody shares their life. That is not true. Giselle does not share her life. She barely shares her life. Like, I mean, the bitch scrapes the surface. Okay? Skims. Okay? That's what she does. 
And, um, but she's the collector of the bones. She's never going to leave the franchise. It is what it is. I'm willing to let her go for the sake of Robin getting the fuck off of my TV set. Okay. Horrible. And number two, I don't really think, eh, I don't really think that example of the family that pray, like, uh, I don't think that resonated with a lot of you. Some of you have seen it, so you understand. You you get it. Some of you, I just don't think it kind of connected with the example that I really wanted to. And sometimes you guys, just, you just have to let me go, okay? Just let me go and let me roll because it makes sense in my head. And then when I say it and then I think about it and then it doesn't make sense. And that's where my random shit comes out. But I don't even care. Don't care. We're here. Anyways. We've left the cherry blossoms. We are now in the palm trees of Miami. And you know what's happening in Miami besides the booze flowing? The delusion is going. And let's just talk about Alexia. Okay. So we are coming off of an episode, the previous episode, where Alexia held this get-together with the ladies at her house. Um, and they were talking about, uh, she invited a family law attorney. He looks very familiar. We've seen him before. Can't put my nose on it. Whatever. Anyways, he's in a family law attorney. I think he's like pretty high up entertainment. So I thought that she invited this attorney over for Lisa to like ask her questions, maybe retain him. I don't know. Um, but it kind of went left. Because how she presented it was like, if you have any questions, ask the attorney. And Nicole is like, cool, I'm going to ask him about defamation of character. And Alexia didn't like that. Like, she was like, this is a family law attorney. Okay. And at one point in time, Nicole was like, if you don't want to pay for it, I'll pay for it. So she like plops the black American Express card in his lap. Okay, I don't remember her throwing it. I thought she plopped it. That bothered Alexia, okay? So the cameras go down, like everybody ends it. The attorneys are like overwhelmed because they can't believe that these bitches around are just basically like fighting and they're like, they're not used to that. That's not the energy that attorneys like, right? And so we see in the next segment, not of last episode, but this episode, that Nicole hugs Alexia. Alexia doesn't seem bothered. Nothing like that. But Alexia is fucking pissed. She's like, Nicole and I, we planned this gringo luncheon with all of our, like with the couples and stuff because Gertie and Russell, Stevie and Marisol, um, Nicole and Anthony, and um, her and Todd, right? But she's like, do you know Nicole has never called me to apologize for me for her behavior at my house for towards my guest? And she like gets all pissed off about it. I just don't understand how you can be at an adult age. Don't even matter. Honestly, it doesn't even matter what fucking age you are. If you are, have the emotional intelligence to have an issue with a friend, then I think you can sit down and have a conversation. If you are unwilling to have that conversation with that person, then that means like that becomes like a personal problem. Okay. So how is Nicole supposed to know that that bothered you if you didn't pick up the phone and told tell her, I'm sorry, but you kind of disrespected my guest and 
I think you owe me an apology. Have a conversation about it. But she like sits on it and sits on it and sits on it. And then they get to the luncheon and she blows up. And then Todd starts blowing up. And Todd blew up because Anthony was like, you know, he was being a bit of an asshole. But he was like, oh, he feels some type of way. I'll send him some flowers and some chocolates. And then Todd starts going off. And then Alexia's like, oh, this is why you and Anthony are great for each other. Because you guys do the same thing. You act the same way or whatever. Same goes for you, Alexia. You and Todd are snapping off for no reason over here when y'all could just had open communication. And if that would have been done, if Todd would have even just called Anthony and been like, hey, Alexia feels some type of way or something like that, or Alexia would have just called Nicole, we wouldn't be sitting at this fucking gringo luncheon having an argument in front of everybody and you disrespecting Anthony and what he does and then, you know, whatever. It's just like, I honestly feel like the energy that Alexia has been bringing this whole fucking season has been like, I feel like she's the long lost twin of Teresa because the behaviors that she feels disrespected with are the same behaviors that she like shows everybody else at times whenever she wants to. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, how is that fair? You, this can't be a one-way street where you can just say whatever the fuck you want to do, do whatever the fuck you want to do, and then not suffer the consequences. But if somebody does the same thing to you, you're just like barking at them and they're wrong and they need to get their lives together and they owe me an apology. Like, that shit is fucking tired. And it's crazy. You know what else is crazy? It's crazy how Marisol goes on... Um, Alexia's side without even knowing sometimes like Nicole literally sat there and was like I didn't know we had an issue and Marisol was like all you had to do was call and say sorry if I don't know I have an issue with somebody why the fuck am I going to pick up the phone dial 10 numbers and say sorry are we high are we drunk what are we are we an adult are we toddlers like what is going on here not to mention Marisol like no disrespect I'm really not trying to shade or anything like that but honestly when 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 women look folks basically folks women whatever men whatever look frail and they drink all the time they don't hydrate and they don't eat like it really makes me wonder what their liver looks like like how can you just be drunk all the time don't you just get tired of it isn't it exhausting Mind you, she loves being drunk. We all know this, right? She's rich. She's wealthy. She doesn't care. And a lot of us would really love to live that life. If you won the lottery tomorrow, which would you wouldn't you be drunk for a good solid month? I mean, I think I would probably go on a I don't know if I'd go on a month bender. <laughs> I think I would go on a nice long vacation to Italy. <laughs> Dear White Lotus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, back to Miami. Um, Marisol made these. Uh, she was on Watch What Happens Live this past week with Alexia. And Andy kind of shaded her bedazzled cups, not knowing he was going to get gifted one in like no time. The shade. So that's the side note of the week. 
How would you feel if you're Andy like, damn. Marisol probably called him and bitched him out later. She probably forgot about it because she was blacked out. Anyways, um, you know, when it comes to the rest of the housewives, did I mention how I'm just over Julia? I think I mentioned that. Like, Julia just makes me... Like, <laughs> I fell asleep. She's just so boring to me. And she, last year, I enjoyed her. This year, not so much. So if we really want to talk about removing people or adjusting the cast or whatever, maybe we need a piece out to Julia and we can let Kiki in. We're not going to get rid of Gertie. We're not doing that. I will, listen, I will burn up every single character I have on Twitter, on IG, any platform, I'll go ham to keep Gertie. I think there's a big platform to have Gertie and Kiki involved. Kiki can be there for Larsa. She's friends with almost everybody. Julia, she has issues with a couple of people. And honestly, I'm okay with her voicing her opinion. She has every single right to. I just don't like how she... Um, brings her pets along places that are not conducive to them. Or, you know, I just, some of the things that she's doing and saying, like, for all the things that are going on, it's just like, why hasn't Martina left your ass? Like, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel. Well, we're done with Julie. I don't want to talk about her no more. Um, let's talk about Lisa. We've all established that her estranged husband is crazy, but I do love that Larsa is there for Lisa. I do like that because Larsa did go through a um, public divorce with uh, Scotty Dukes, and it's nice to know that she can like tell her like what she's experienced, and then move forth from there, right? Because Larsa did say that she was in a loveless marriage. If you're in a loveless marriage, she said she chose herself and she chose to be healthy. And I have to respect that. The only thing I don't respect and I'll never respect is the fact that she decided to lean all the way into Michael Jordan's son. That's just kind of rude and disrespectful. Again, I don't know what has happened behind closed doors for her to even think about busting it wide open for your husband's closest teammate during his fucking career son. It's weird. That's weirdo behavior. So I don't know. And that's all I have, you guys. That is all I have. Like, I came on here. I went rogue. <laughs> <laughs> And it was great. Again, I love it for me. But I love that you guys tune in and you vibe with me. So, hey, tell your friends. Okay? If they love reality television, if they love random shit, if they, you think they would enjoy me, tell them to hop on the Vibe with Vic train. And if you haven't already, leave a rating on either Apple or Spotify's platform. Either way, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Until next time, stay classy. Cheers. <laughs>